People from Missouri are telling people that they are from the Midwest. And I don't know how to tell this to you, but you're from the South. It's a lie that white people in Missouri tell themselves to get out from underneath the umbrella of we were a slave state. So here we are. Episode 10. 10. We are in double digits as podcasters episode 10 of handsome hockey podcast i am jake i am evan hello welcome and world i must say evan you are cultivating the like disheveled longshoreman look Mm -hmm. and i really appreciate it i'm just trying to look as bad on my outside as i feel on my inside i would say you're failing miserably because (laughs) like it's a good look, like it's, especially it's in fun. Portland right now. Mm-hmm. You can, I mean, you can get away with whatever, and you're just like, you know what? I'm I'm going for the gold here. Yeah, and nobody gives a shit in Portland generally, yeah. and then like especially uh, now. I would disagree. I think people give so many shits about looking like they don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the that's the, a that's a forty five minute prep look for most people, and you're just doing it. Right. The indie rocker look is sort of an arms race, isn't it? Yes. And usually won by indie rockers. So we've been riffing for a bit here. We should probably get onto the business of the day. Yeah. I was uh, telling my girlfriend about this, but as you wrote that. uh, It's a it's a momentous occasion for mm -hmm. the Chicago Blackhawks franchise, but it's more importantly a momentous occasion for women in hockey. We were talking in our last I think our last, oh yes, our last episode about Megan Duggan and the esteemed career that she has had and now that she has decided to hang up the skates. Kendall Coyne Schofield, on the other hand, is still in the game, still is the captain for Team USA, but now has a side hustle, which is player development with the Chicago Blackhawks. It sounds like she's going to be mostly working with the Rockford Ice Hogs, Ice Hags. Which is pretty cool. Especially because... I think the Blackhawks have a decent prospect list coming through Rockford right now. So mm-hmm. like she's going to be really shaping some high-end players here in the next couple of years. Who knows what she's going to be doing there? Like It hasn't really been announced. I would guess something to do with skating because she's a brilliant skater. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that a lot of... It's weird reading player profiles for draft picks and they're like, isn't a great skater. And I'm like, right. how did you become a first round possible draft pick and you're not a great skater? Right. Like, are we comparing, is the curve Connor McDavid to not Connor McDavid? <laughs> or is the curve isn't a great skater in general? What what is the what is the rating system there? And Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think a lot of it is about fluidity and uh edge play yeah using using your edges but i like edge play i don't need because it sounds kinky it's not no it's i think it sounds more like a well i guess edging is a term in the in the sexual world but i was thinking more of like somebody who plays a lot with knives Mm -hmm. i think that's a thing too everything's a thing 
fucking a ficus is a thing. Like I'm sure there's a like a really cool term for it. I'm not going to bother to look it up because I might see a picture I can't unsee. But <laughs> so yeah. Speaking of fucking a ficus, there's fuck all to do in Rockford, Illinois, and so the only uh, the only loser in the situation is going to be Kendall's free time because as my girlfriend when we met she lived in rockford illinois i lived in DeKalb. used to make the 45 minute drive between the two bustling metropolises and metropoli. Uh, yeah metropoli <laughs> i don't know if that's a real word used to like smoke a joint and maybe like drink a beer in the drive because it was that like i just got it down to it's an autopilot yeah it, it might as well have been fast transporting in a video game but yeah, we have bar suggestions for Kendall. Um, the Oasis is a pretty great microbrew spot. Uh, the Social is kind of where we would go, you know, gastro pubby kind of place. But apparently, uh, Rockford was a haven for gangsters for a while. Makes a lot of sense. It was like where you went to hide out and spend money outside of Chicago because, you know, back then it was a probably two hour drive. Or longer. Well, let's, uh, well, yeah, when you could only go 35 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, she's going to learn the cruel trick that even though the Rockford Airport says it's Chicago, it's really, it's not Chicago. <laughs> well, hopefully she's not drinking a beer or smoking a blunt on the way <laughs> to Chicago. But hopefully she'll coach her way out of Rockford, you know, sooner I rather than later. Will. And yeah, I, I see this as the beginning of a, long relationship and I, I do see a little bit of the the Blackhawks you know leaning into we're gonna be bad let's distract you from the on ice product this year but you know who cares if they're gonna do a good job of it and you know make hockey more inclusive and like yeah I don't think this doesn't have the feel of like a a ploy. She's just an excellent hockey player and can teach other excellent hockey players how to be more excellent. This is also an ad for the new Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> but anyways, back to uh Kendall, you do a uh, very good I can't talk you, <laughs> I can't either tonight. you, you it's okay. say the only loser in the deal is perhaps Kendall Coyne's free time. And that is absolutely true because she's still the captain of Team USA. Yeah, she's not going to have any free time. She's not going to yeah. see that city one bit. <laughs> yeah. You can give her all the bar recommendations you want. She's never going to see them. Because right. She's going to go to the gym. She's busy. Yeah. She's going to be busy. And a much nicer gym than The Rock. And so Ooh. I'd always like, it was like, oh, you're working out? Are you going to The Rock? <laughs> <laughs> like from both the movie and also the... Uh, the racing video game. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, what was that called? Winners go home. Or losers go home. Winners go home and fuck the prom queen. <laughs> R.I.P. What is the name of that? San Francisco Rush. That's the name of the racing video game. Oh, that one. And there's an Alcatraz version, and it's always like, "Welcome to the Rock." Every <laughs> time you start a race, it was a arcade game back when you could. Yeah, no, it was next to. What was the boat game? My brain is saying Tropic Thunder, and that's wrong. That is wrong, too. Uh, it, uh, yeah. we, not only can we not talk tonight, we can't think, which is a good combination for podcasting. Yeah, such yeah. is life. Um, anyways. You know kudos. who can't talk or play anymore or see anymore? I was going to say, I think Johnny Boychuk can still talk. No, nah, he's, uh, he, he's deaf mute. Well, they were... <laughs> 
they were like sorry we're taking this too and just like reach down and grab his vocal cords <laughs> and he was like <laughs> and they're like not again yeah. <laughs> hope nothing comes from the right side really strangest ltir situation yeah. <laughs> like lou lamorello was like i need cap space <laughs> just pulled out his vocal cords yeah so johnny boychuk looks like he's destined for ltir can't see out of one of his eyes very well anymore which does make it incredibly difficult to play hockey i mean he could look like a pirate that would be sweet yeah but pirates don't play hockey either who there was a player in i want to say the 90s ish played for edmonton was it ryan smith who had a massive eye injury and they were like, oh, we don't yes. know if he'll ever play again. And he did come back from that. But it turns out it's an NHL rule that you have to have two fully working eyes in order to play in the league. Really? Specifically for that reason of being blindsided by Zidane Chara, <laughs> which I think is a fair rule. Like, mm-hmm. you know, can you play without a hand or a toe? Sure. Right. Two Was he probably... Eyes? Eh. Was he probably already playing with this? Probably. Well, it happened in somewhere around March. So. Oh, it happened. Yes. Late. It <laughs> and, happened late. Yes, and so he never regained full vision in that eye. He's thirty six. Like it's not like it's not like he didn't have a a long career already. It still sucks for him. He's gonna have to go through the rest of his life with missing some part of vision. Like I hope he's still able to drive right. and whatnot. So but. is it? more or less suspect than the hosa it's far less suspect less, than marion okay. hosa uh what do you have a blood disease no a flesh-eating infection or virus oh or something. yeah poor guy i hope he's okay but that helps them a Un- lot i mean that takes he them was from being the second worst cap crunch team to the third worst cap crunch team because they still have to pay matthew barzal and he was getting to be a little bit of a liability. Yeah. I think. Well, and they've also, they've got a ton of other defensemen. They, despite the fact that they traded Devin Taves or Devon Taves for nothing. Oh God. They Joe, just had to dump him. Yeah. Joe Sackick is the best. I mean, at least they got a pick, right? Two, two, two picks. second rounds. Pick. Yeah, that's fine. That, that's not nothing. I mean, that it's not Devon Taves though. Who's no, like but. your best defenseman. Other news. Kale Sergachev. Resigns with Tampa, three years, four point eight per bridge deal. Obviously, you don't sign Mikhail Sergachev for only three years. They are just biding time until they have more cap space till they pay him ten million a year, yeah, which he, is he's gonna get. He's gonna get real big boy money when he because he'll still be an RFA once that contract is done because he's only twenty one, I think. So he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be well paid in a couple of years. Tampa is now two million and like a little bit over the cap and still needs to sign Anthony Sorelli and Eric Chernak. So Yeah. Ow. And they've got two prospects in the in the that are RFAs in the minors that are gonna probably cost them like a million per or something like that. So they have at least I'm gonna guess probably about ten million more in cap that they need to get rid of so about 12 million overall that they need to disperse before the season starts wow that's a lot of work and so because of the fact that and i'm gonna go into a little bit of a red wings rant here so forgive me do it the red wings obviously have the connection with steve eiserman being the 
guy who architected architected that's not a word is it no, a that's word? a word sure sure yeah i'm an english major i can make up whatever work fucking words i want i'm an, uh, sort of an architect so i'm just going to legislate an architect yeah. it can be a word it's like globalischlickle that's mm-hmm. a word now see because i'm an english I, major we i think that's a german term it for a feeling like. that you can't describe <laughs> otherwise uh well germans can't describe any feeling so that's <laughs> Um, you know, it's like Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. So obviously, because of this, and because the the wings have a ton of cap space, they have about sixteen million or so. Once Zetterberg's LTIR comes off, there's a bunch of internet scuttlebutt, shall we say, about the wings and Tampa working out a deal. And I have my own feelings about that. I I think if you can. Like I'm a big Alex Kalorn fan and his contract isn't isn't bad. It's three years at like four point four five, I think. Uh if you can trade for Alex Kalorn and get a first round pick and give up nothing, I'm all about it. Yes, you're helping another team, but it, let's be honest, the wings are at least three years away from being competitive. Two to three years, probably three. So why not help out a team and see if you can raise that bar or not raise the bar, but like see if you can, you know, shorten that window of where you're not competitive by getting a extra first round pick or whatever. Well, and a salary dump from Tampa is going to contain a really <laughs> good player, <laughs> especially when you're the Red Wings and you don't have a lot of forward depth. So bringing it Kalorn's like immediately on your second line. Tyler Johnson is immediately you're probably your third line center like and he'd be way better than who the Valtteri Filpula then he's got room to grow too uh, he might grow with more of a role that's what I, I mean but I don't think he's going to be much better no I that's part of what I think people are buying into on the Red Wings is that classic kind of playing time yeah thing well I mean for sure that's why Bobby Ryan signed like mm-hmm. He can play on the second line and have a decent ish year and maybe go to a contender at the end of the year. Yeah. So I was bouncing a bunch of trade ideas and I have a sidebar to this conversation once I get through the main part that is oh gosh, I was so frustrated. But Eric Duhatchet, who whose name is I'm pretty sure a lyric from a Rammstein song. Du Duhat. Du hot shit. Yeah, see, it works perfectly. Yeah, I was just waiting for you to get to that. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I fucking love (laughs) Rammstein. So I I can never see that name and not think of this anymore. (laughs) So in a mailbag posted on The Athletic on the 27th of last month, posited that Tampa, and he's making things up. Like He's not saying he's heard this. He's not saying he's seen this or this is what he thinks is going to happen. He's just positing that Julian Brisebois the GM at Tampa can affect his cap in a number of ways. On the one hand, he can make a number of small moves and, you know, hope to get out from underneath their cap hit that way. Or, and this is what Duhatschek is positing, (laughs) is that he should make just one big move and clear out all the cap space, get it over with. And with one big move, you can, in theory, give up less then you would have to give up in multiple small moves mm-hmm. in aggregate. Yeah, yes. that makes sense. I mean, and also, you know, you can put them all in some place where you won't see them in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. At least for a couple of years. So the 
trade that he proposes, and I talked myself into this almost immediately, is Detroit getting Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn, a first-round pick, which if the Red Wings are smart, they take it from like 2023 20, or 24 when there's maybe a small chance that Tampa's not as good as they are now. Whatever, because, still yeah. a first-round pick. Yeah. Uh, you know, high 20s first-round pick is still a high 20s first-round pick. Mm-hmm. And Eric Chernak. Now, uh, it's like that, that's a full upgrade for your team for nothing. Yes, and the Red Wings, <laughs> I was like, screw it. Just give them, give them a seventh-round pick just to make it cute and funny and put a bow on it. So this trade was his idea or your idea? This was Eric Duhat-Schick's his trade idea. idea. Wow. Yeah. My idea is not as bold as that, but if you think about it a lot, so... In this uh, in this trade, the Wings are eating up nine point four five million in cap space for the next three years. At which point, Kalorn's deal falls off, and then you still got five mil on the fourth year of Tyler Johnson. That doesn't include if you pick a player that skates at the club level immediately, right? That's additional cap too, right? But but sorry, we've got sorry, yeah. But we've also we've got like I said, we've got about sixteen million in cap space. Mm-hmm. So they also get a first round pick and they get Eric Chernak who his like calculations for his bridge deal are 2.5 million a year for like two years, which if I'm the Red Wings, give him a five year deal and ride it out. I don't know. But so at 2.5 mil, you're bringing in like roughly 12 million in cap space. But one of those players is excellent. And, and very young. Chernak's 21. Alex Kalorn is in his 30s, but is still a very good player. Had a great year last year playing on a very good power play. Could add to the power play in Detroit, which they like sorely lack. And, you know, Tyler Johnson is still a feasible NHL centerman, and the Red Wings only have, like, maybe one and a half of those. So, depending on where you think Vladimir or Vladislav Nemestikov is going to play this year. So, you get a lot, and you're giving up nothing. And, you know, if teams come calling on Kalorn at the trade deadline. Or any of them. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Flip them for some more picks. Tyler Johnson, probably nobody in a flat cap. Nobody's going to be like clamoring for his five million a year for four million year uh, for four more years. Hmm. But he's a Tacoma native. And if Seattle wants to play that card, they can pick him up in the expansion draft this year. Probably won't happen. But. It's not like the Red Wings are going to have a lot of players that are available in the expansion draft that Seattle's going to want anyways. Yeah, and maybe All of Seattle wants some floor too. Yeah, you got to get to the floor. I personally think that the Red Wings need goalie help in the pipeline. They have a lot of goalies in the pipeline. None of them look all that good. So Tampa's got a couple of really stellar goalie prospects, one in Russia and one in Sweden. I would take Chernak off of that and say throw in the goalie or take the first round pick off and say throw in the goalie and you know work your magic that way but that is a uh, for me is a great trade for the red wings that helps. yeah it, it's that's just the salary cap doing a number on one team and you know they need to pick who the beneficiary is sort exactly of. yeah who gets to best exploit this terrible situation for <laughs> I mean, it's a little hilarious, the concept to give a first round draft pick to take decent players. Yeah. You know, like that, 
like all four of these oh to be in that are, situation as a team like yeah take our first round draft pick we don't need it yeah probably wouldn't make our roster anyway yes you know? one other bit that we didn't put in the notes but that did happen since we last talked jake debrusque resigned to your bridge deal with bruins hmm. uh two years 3.675 million all the deals in boston are going to be bridge deals for like the rest of time yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, I couldn't really see him going anywhere else. No, me neither. And if Boston is going to need secondary secondary scoring like crazy with mm-hmm. with Pasta and Marchand out for the foreseeable future, so it's good for them to lock some of that up and you know keep one of their draftees in the in the fold. Yeah, and he could be you know primed for a bigger role this season, you know, everybody's going to have a bigger role in Boston this year. Right. It's just my, my fantasy meter for Jake DeBrusque <laughs> is like, Hey, that might be interesting. At least for the first couple of weeks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, that, yeah, that also kind of brings us into our next topic, which is will January 1st happen? Short answer. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, let's just say no like you know as much as i would love for january 1st to happen it seems like that's more the bargaining chip and that's going to get us february 1st which still seems very reasonable yes pierre lebrun posited in his i don't know if it's his most recent now but one of his recent articles that it sounds like the inner talkings are they're aiming for february 1st but the nhlpa and the nhl didn't talk for weeks which seems nuts yeah but that's what happens when the nhl goes to a union and says hey you know that contract we just renegotiated like four months ago yeah we want to renegotiate that again and the union goes no yeah and just walks out of the room like homer into the bushes just (laughs) phantoms out so we're, we're they're at a real impasse apparently they've been talking for the last week trying to Marshall support on either side. I think part of it is Bettman is he has to have the voice of the owners and the owners are bleeding money right now. But also if you're a player, so what? Yeah, it's not exactly your problem. It's not like the league's going to fold. They'll be, they'll exist. But I mean, they've, they've gone a year without working before. So they have. NHLPA and the NHL have a, let's just say horrible relationship historically. <laughs> what is it they're trying to renegotiate exactly? The, that part I didn't They're trying to get deferred pay. They want to defer, I forget the actual figure. I think it was the league was asking for 10 or like 18% or something like that. A large amount of money to get deferred into future payments. Why? So your contract would be worth less now. You'd get all your money eventually, but this year you're going to take less because the owners are only multi-billionaires. Yeah, is know. it just a, it's a cash flow? Yes. That's the that's uh, the, that's yeah. the fear. So if I'm yeah. if I'm a player, yeah, exactly. If I'm a player, I say no. None of none of, none of you are poor now. It's not like Shit's Creek happened in real life. These people are still immensely wealthy. Just shut up and pay us and we'll play hockey whenever you want us to. Yeah, that that seems like a power grab in, it is. in time a, of need. And that's some bullshit. It's absolutely a power play. I think as we're looking, if the league starts in December or December, it is December. If the league starts February <laughs> 1st, 
you brought this up in the notes. Like, I don't think they can play a full season. Yeah. What is the goal? You know, it's 60, maybe a full season is 82 would start normally in October st- and, play and go to June, June. Yeah. So this would be, if you're the league, so they'd be playing till August. Well, if you're the NHL, you want to get back to normal or any sports league. You want to get back to normal as soon as possible. But there's nothing saying you can't take two years to do that sort of slowly. Right. Or you can do it all. You can believe that the vaccines are going to work. You can believe that we're going to get back to like some semblance of a regular life by midsummer. And you can, you can at that point, have a regular season from in the 21-22 season. So why don't you just nuke the 2020-2021 season in order to get back to normalcy and full profit in the 21-22 season? Because I don't think you need to necessarily. I think, you know, now that you've had this one drastic offsetting event, you can kind of incrementally move back towards. It's very true. And I think that is more normal than one sacrificial season because you already sort of had that. So I don't know. I I think that they would go with sort of the offset calendar approach for a little while. What go? Yeah. Go February to September. And then, yeah, you would, it would take the the problem being that that you have to shorten both. I mean, maybe they do 75 or, you know, something like it. I'm thinking they, so they've already talked about redrafting divisions for travel reasons and for safety because the Canadian teams can't leave Canada and come back um, because of Oh, that. yeah. So they've talked about making an all-Canada division for this year, redrafting divisions. Call it the no one who wins the cup from this division division? Yeah. speed. <laughs> It'll be who somehow makes the Maple Leafs look stupid from Canada this year. Probably Montreal. Who knows? <laughs> so there's what there's, the Montreal media. Yeah. So you so you mitigate the Canadian travel conundrum that way. You make Midwest division out of Chicago, Columbus, Nashville, Detroit, St. Louis, even though they're not in the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> well, neither is Nashville, Minnesota. Um, you make a couple of East Coast divisions. You make a South division and a West division that is like what Vegas. The three California teams, Arizona and Dallas, maybe. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I could have just done this. I just did. I just fixed the NHL right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why don't they hire you as a consultant? I don't come cheap. Be like, step one, it's pay off my student debt. And they're like, mm, we're out. Oh, damn. It's like a fart in the wind for those guys. Yeah. Our student loans. Yeah. <laughs> like what? 50 grand? Yeah. Okay. Pocket change. Oh, Peace. I wish that's all mine were. I'm rooting for this podcast to pay off my student loans. Hey, that um, would be uh, that would be amazing. I would kiss this podcast. Um, Does that mean me? No, or, or like no. the equipment? You still look like a longshoreman, and it's not. I well, think who's it's more a, kissable than a longshoreman? You know, I'm like uh, oh, like eighty year old porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Come and kiss me, Evan. Uh, you know, longshoremen are like you know romantic, sort of yeoman of the sea. I don't see it. What would your first act as an NHL consultant be? You know, I, I think I would have to go with, um, I'm sorry, Nathan McKinnon, but you're a Red Wing now. 
and you're getting paid less. <laughs> We're sorry, but it's for the greater good. It's for the greater good. What? What? What do you mean? Well, the Red Wings must be good. So have at it. Just like send them the Spock line on a card. You know, uh, uh, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. We're coming up on the Christmas season, so I can like visions of sugar sugar plums danced in their heads. I'm having <laughs> visions of Dylan Larkin being a two C behind Nathan McKinnon, and my nipples are fully erect. <laughs> <laughs> like I wish that was a joke, but it's actually very true. Yeah, very true. It's uh, not that cold in here, is it? it? No, it's not cold. It's about Nathan McKinnon wearing the ring winged wheel. Ring winged. Winged wheel. Winged wheel. Winged wheel. So uh, that would be my first act as the second would be and to just bring this whole conversation full circle. Just get rid of that goddamn retro reverse retro jerseys. <laughs> just cancel just it. All of them. We're sorry, NHL fans. I think what we, I would do. We tried and, and we're not going to do that anymore. I think what I would do actually is I would just go back to Adidas and be like, and just have every one of them in my arms and put them on a table and be like, you can do better. Or just do what we do as architects and just reject the work. So it's just, sorry, that's not conforming to the contract. Do better. (laughs) This is do host. So um, anyways, hockey. (laughs) Um, There is that there. I think there's no way. They play 82 games this year. Uh, If I am the consultant that we were speaking about earlier, I say play 60. Play play 60 games. Get this season out of the way. Condense your offseason. Get Seattle in. Start in October like you normally do in fall of 21. Or 20. Yeah, 21. And I think we were talking earlier about how you could mitigate chopping one season by having mm-hmm. differing schedules for the next two or three or whatever. Right. If I'm getting hiccups, I'm going to be so pissed off. <laughs> you do 60 games this season. You chop the divisions so they make sense geographically for one year. You throw all those teams in the blender. The Red Wings are still like 30, 30th out of 31. <laughs> And the Blackhawks are probably like 24 out of 31. Uh, and, 28. And so, no, I'm giving them 24th so they don't get the first pick. Um, and so. Of, just barely out of the lottery. Just barely out of the lottery. <laughs> but so I think you nuke this season down to like the smallest you can get it in order to fit next season in in its entirety, personally. Uh, I think that's a valid valid thought Um, you're right it is a valid thought we're we're, you know valid concept where did we end up with total games played last year i don't actually know uh it was well it was different for every team but it was somewhere between like 68 and 72 i believe for every okay that's why they went with points percentage as opposed to total points for the playoffs which still somehow kept buffalo out of the playoffs (laughs) Yeah, it. I could see a 70, 75 game season for one or two years being fine. Yeah. Uh, I think 
when it comes down to it, you're sort of imagining correcting everything in one season. And I'm like, hey, could you spread it out over two or three? Yeah. And which is like just two different concepts. We're both wrong. They'll, <laughs> yeah. they'll do 82 games. They will do something <laughs> way like Within five years, they'll be starting in June and finishing in January. <laughs> yeah. And they'll just run with it. But I think the key is to get playing. While I am boycotting college sports, professional athletes get paid. They know what they're doing. They are doing it. To, they are getting paid. In or, I can't even fucking talk right now. <laughs> Let me start this over. Uh, I'm boycotting college sports because it feels like it's just a money grab at the expense of the athletes who mm, are mm-hmm. the ones who are largely catching COVID. And if you're For watching sure. college football, how many games have gotten canceled? Like I, w- I was just talking about how well Michigan had done, and they just canceled the, their game this weekend. And they're oh, for not, real? Yeah, and they're who are they playing? Maryland, and they're supposed to play Ohio State next week. And by Big Ten rules, they probably can't play Ohio State next week, so the Ohio State game is canceled. And that knocks Ohio State, I think, out of the postseason. Yes, it does. Which is, you know, a not Michigan fan's goal, but terrible. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm okay. But, but I'm, by virtue of not being able to play I'm enough okay games, I'm okay with us not getting beat by 40 points by Ohio State this year, especially if it means Ohio State can't go to the championship. But which is where my child will apparently attend school later on in life. I'm calling um, him. I will kill them. Um, it could be for an advanced degree, you know, a master's, whatever. It might not be undergrad. Doesn't matter. Um, I'll be like, hey, have fun, Columbus. Said nobody ever. Um, At least you get to go to NHL games. I wouldn't go visit them. No, they're on their you own. You want to see Torts? Come on. He won't be there by then. We're like Oh, we're like 20 years into the future. Doubt that. Torts will be dead. Yeah. A vein will burst in that man. Yeah, time. I was going to say he will have died of an aneurysm <laughs> yeah. by then. And but, everybody will be like, "Oh yeah, we saw that coming." <laughs> it's sad. It's still sad, but I mean, yeah. But no, uh, you know, I'm going uh, I'll take the take the long play. He'll still be there. <laughs> I mean, that would also be the longest he's ever kept a job, too. So. He'll have won a cup. In Columbus. Mm-hmm. That I could see, actually. But I think... That's the only way you could stay somewhere for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd actually have a cane on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> like a Bond villain. Play defense. <laughs> He's like a cat. He's like lock all the shots. Petting a cat, a white cat on the bench. But like, while petting it, he's like poking it in the eye and like dragging its eye sockets along the length of the cat. Um, <laughs> that got dark really fast. <laughs> oh, I just view. That's how John Tortorella is with cats. They're not pit bulls. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> he's very nice to pit bulls. Abusive with cats. He for grabbed, some reason we he, don't know. We, he, we don't understand. He's like the opposite of Mike Vick. So he like <laughs> grabs it oh, by oh. the tail and just like pulls the skin off the cat. Uh, oh. oh, too dark. Maybe excerpt. We're, we're sorry, Peta. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. Animals. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, listeners. <laughs> This will be an awkward. I'm sorry, cat. That's in this room. <laughs> We're talking about your, getting Not, your your compatriots dying horrible deaths. Yeah. Well, cats don't care about other cats. Yeah, it's true. She probably hates them more than we do. Yeah. Um. Probably, you you kill those fuckers. Yeah. Then I am the only one. 
<laughs> I will be and the only one with your love. The humans will love me most of all. <laughs> we already do. Kill the kittens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we have to kill the kittens now. Yeah. Yeah, she spoke. <laughs> the queen has spoken. Kill the kittens. Um, <laughs> I like this. <laughs> I think, is that's it good, that's is totally it, what like our cats. It, is it good hockey podcasting? No. Is it funny? Sure. <laughs> That's good hockey podcasting. Uh, that's fair. But uh, to put a bow on this, I think I, we get an NHL season. I think we get an NHL season. It's going to be shorter. That's fine. As as we move into the next couple of weeks, it's going to be really interesting to see where the NHL and the NHLPA come up and or come together and what it takes to get the players on the ice mm-hmm. because you need to give them at least two weeks. And if your season ended in, what, October, you should probably not get as much time as the teams who ended in March. Right. That's not fair, especially since those teams were already that bad. Like, Mm -hmm. Give them a couple of extra weeks to just gel a little bit. So I think we talked earlier about February 1st. I think that's a great plan. Start in two weeks, three weeks, whatever. Give those seven teams, two extra weeks. One of them is Christmas week, whatever. They're used to playing over Christmas anyways. I think what's going to happen is camps will start after Christmas, after people can travel. Yeah. And then... Yeah, you don't want anybody traveling during Christmas with all the the anti-maskers and the... uh, Yeah, I'm I'm even going to fucking attempt to do it. Really? I'm not going to, so I, uh, so we're not recording for a couple of weeks after Christmas. <laughs> maybe I've thought about this, but, uh, literally everyone's dying right now. And I just use literally when I meant figuratively, but you know, whatever. They're interchangeable in a broken world. And <laughs> what else of do broken we have? Worlds, that's all we have for life. It's all broken. Uh, but we also, man, this is ending on a dour note, but we're doing what uh, we can to pick up the pieces yeah. just like the NHL. Yes. And hopefully they pick up those pieces real soon because then I can watch hockey again and not feel bad about it. Cause college hockey makes you sad. Yes. College <laughs> hockey makes me sad. And I know you're watching it. You said you weren't watching I have college not, sports. I have really not watched a single minute of the fact that Michigan, Michigan lost nine to five tonight. Nine Serious? to five to Penn State. Anyways, I, I have not watched a moment of college athletics this year or well, this wow. fall, and I'm very proud of it. So to, this moral <laughs> high ground, it's amazing. It's weird. Uh <laughs> just wait until January where I don't watch college athletics and I also don't drink for a month. It's gonna be real weird. Are you doing dry I'm January? Dry January. I'm gonna do it. You've done it before. Many times. I didn't do it last year. Last year was no caffeine right. January. Oof. That's yeah. that's worse than dry January. Well, I haven't. I've, I think I've had caffeine like four times all year, so I'm good. You don't drink caffeine? No. No. Yeah, good for so, you. Uh, yeah, it's great. You're better man than I. Eh, that's, that's debatable. <laughs> but uh, so we'll... Uh, We'll see how dry January goes. These podcasts might be way better, so we'll see. Or way worse. Uh, yeah, it's very, but, very uh, possible. I've thought about how to do this remotely, and there are options. Okay. Well, we'll figure it out. 
In the meantime, thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Handsome Hockey Podcast, and we will get back to you soon. Take care. Au revoir.